Well, welcome back. I'm Brian LaFauci. I'm Patrick Marino. And welcome to The Art of Fatherhood. Nice. We got we got a good one today. We got a good one today? Yeah. As opposed to the other ones where we don't have a good one? Yeah, maybe. I, I do say that a lot. You I do. It's like a repetitive yeah. thing. Yeah. But maybe that could, be our, maybe that could become our thing. So the tagline, we got a good one today. We got a good one today. Yep. We could do like a little highlight reel of all the we got a good one today. <laughs> that would be fantastic, actually. <laughs> I'm waiting for the next time I'm going to start off with this one might suck. <laughs> I'm gonna go with right. This one, I'm not sure where this one's gonna uh, go. I don't know. We're not we didn't really well talk it out. Yeah, we we're didn't not plan well prepared. It. Don't even really have a plan or a good idea of how to execute. So, yeah. One of but the reasons I like this one is because I feel like it's not just, um, it's not just about being a good father. It's just about even when you're raising your child, like what's the difference between a child that goes on to success or is just a good kid or whatever it is and then the kid that ends up going down the wrong path i think a lot of the times parents beat themselves up when their kid goes down the wrong path it's like right. i did this i did this like what did right. i do wrong and a lot of times it's not the parent it's just the kid yeah at the wrong kid at the wrong time and then that kid or they rubbed off on each other but whatever it is because i don't want to just always blame like the other kid but like right you meet the wrong person at the wrong time, and that person is a bad influence. That can happen in relationships. It can happen in whatever, right? So it kind of leads us into, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it absolutely leads us into, you know, what you're talking about is 100% true, and being able to detach from ownership of the end outcome of your kid's life is very difficult. And we think if we do all these right things, it's just going to happen. And it doesn't work out that way. And we do the best we can. And we increase their percentage of success. And, you know, to today's topic, which is joining a fatherhood group, is what we're going to talk about today. I get where you were referencing there, which is the fact that sometimes you need to hear from other people that, man, like, we're all trying really hard. And we're also having those struggles, you know. Right. I, you know, we're still dealing with some of. Or those. if you're around the wrong people, absolutely. If you're around take the, wrong, you the people. wrong way, how you cycle through the people in your life and when they're in your life—it was, a, you know, concept right before we started. We were talking about as one of the easiest ways to relate to this is through uh, Alcohol's Anonymous, right? So people who maybe have gone down the road of alcoholism, one of the steps in that process is. You got to remove yourself from your drinking friends right. and put yourself in this new crowd that is going to support your new way of life and be more like-minded in what you want to do and where you want to go, you know, remove that temptation. And with joining a fatherhood group, I think it's the exact same concept. What we want to do is we want to create a structure around us of people that are involved in supporting their fatherhood duties and just care about being that and the more we put that in our lives the more it's going to just make it front and center for us because those people are also doing that caring about that you know go, going that extra effort to be a good father and so there i mean there's a lot of ways to do that right right well one of the things we talked about when you and i were having this this conversation was that sometimes i know for me like you've made conscious effort and I think that's the idea here is like you're going to rub off on everybody here, including me, in terms of the efforts that you're making. Whereas for me, it's been very, very uh, subconscious. So like I just happen to have like most of my friends like and it's funny now being a single dad. It's funny that when you meet um, other women who've had these terrible 
relationships, it's interesting to meet women who uh, have dads that aren't involved yeah. in their kids' lives. And that would be like, if you, that's probably more typical than it is in my life. Like, for whatever reason, in my life, all the dads are around. Yeah. Like, all my friends, yeah. like, you know, yourself, yeah. like, like, are all, like, highly engaged um, family people, you know? And, like, I've just done that subconsciously, and it's probably something I seek out. Right. It's like the type of person I hang out with, I'm attracted to in terms of like being a friend or having a relationship with is a type of person who cares about their family enough to be a good father. And because of that, consequently, I'm surrounded by this peer group of people who are constantly like talking about challenges and being a father or, um, you know, just asking advice about silly things like where to get baseball equipment or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Um, but I've done that subconsciously, I think, and I think it does, it does help. But it is interesting that you know, for for some other fathers who might be surrounded by some of these other dads that aren't that involved, who are very self-absorbed, right, who aren't really interested in that part of their life, they probably need to really seek it out. It's also, do you find that have you had um, have you had friends or you know people that you know that maybe are fathers and aren't that involved with their kids has that created any like distance you know, from it's, your it's really really funny because i just don't know them and yeah. i know that they exist yeah right because you know like the deadbeat dad is a freaking thing right and oh, it's 100 like, i mean i no, i should say that i do know like people and i don't want to get too personal that are in like i'm slightly kind of in some ways i guess related to kind of right who've who maybe have that in their past right or maybe at some right. point in their life they weren't that great of a father and now yeah. consequently they're not allowed to be in the life of their child. Yeah. And I've like seen really, 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 really weird to me because even the people that even my, my friends who are, I don't sp- like what's what I would consider like kind of a close friend mm-hmm. who I don't talk to very often. Yeah. They still are almost entirely defined at this point in their life, mid forties as being a family member and a father. Right. Right. So it's just it's just interesting that I don't have Yeah. Those are the types of people that I've just subconsciously been attracted to. Yeah. Which is good. And I you know, and I think there it's good for the point that we're trying to make here today. But I do you know, I can think of a good amount of people in my life that I've seen that have not made that responsibility a priority and, and for me it's I. It's been difficult. Like, unfortunately, I really struggle with contemplating that decision and how how that got to that point. And you know, with some of them, I have the conversation. Like, hey, you know, what do you think about this? And I, you know, it's a sensitive topic, right? Oh, so yeah. you you got to you. Do you, you see got, them struggling? Are they struggling? As in the, dads, the, so in they, the case, their darker moments, mm-hmm. are they like you know, like I don't have a great relationship with my child or do you see it like do you see them rubbing against each other the wrong way or like how does it manifest you know there's a lot of different cases and situations of how it gets down that road because it you know it's there are some cases i do have some where you know i've had dads that i've known that literally just up and left and that shit just blows my mind like i i can't you know maybe for a career or something like that they just went and they moved away from their family yeah some still married and moved away from their family blow you know but others maybe i mean my went, fa- my father did that yeah and not in like a not in a negative way it was just he was having trouble finding the work that he needed to find yeah 
and so he moved to Maine. Yeah. And I was I was much older, so it really more affected my my youngest sister. She was yeah. living in the house full time at that point. Yeah. But he moved to Maine, and um, it was really and it didn't work, right? But he tried it for the benefit of the family. Right. And it didn't work. I think a primarily reason is because he's a good dad, right? He right. wanted to be around. Right. You know what I mean? And like I've seen the same. I, I haven't seen the same thing, but I, I've thought in my head, you know, now like you've you're remarried, right? I'm yeah. In a divorce. Um not remarried and no significant other at this point. So like there is this sense that I could probably go and do something, but what, you know, and then obviously there's the, the pain of the divorce and like the, 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 the embarrassment, the social embarrassment, not that it's real, but it's perceived. Right. But, um, but I could just pick up and go somewhere else. Yeah. And I've seen the the thing that that drives me not to. Right. Is my relationship with my child. Yeah, of course. You know? Yeah. And I get for and me personally, it, so yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And for me personally, you know, I I struggle with when I see that move yeah. with people, and I really because I see there's there's a lot of long term effects of that. I mean, we talked about it in one of the other uh, podcasts we did on this. I'm bringing it up again. It's one of the ways where I've been doing a little bit of work and trying to do more work is in the prison system with fatherhood reintegration. And when you look at the recidivism rate of people who go to jail and then go back to jail, it's a top factor. It's like right there with drug use. It's right. no father figure. So when they, they don't have that person that is there guiding them, it, it the correlations are crazy. So, you know, when you know those things, you see it. I was a school psychologist. I used to see some of the really horrific mental health effects of a young child going through some stuff without a father involved and how their inability to really figure it out was markedly more higher than people who came from, I got a mom and a dad, and I got two people that are there to kind of guide me, you know. So I I struggle with that. And in your case, you know, it's interesting hearing your story and how you tell it. It's like, all right, this situation presented itself. The family needed this option. We're going to give it a try. And then, like you said, it was just, you know, that, that pull of, the fatherhood duties kind of draw it back, drew right. it back to where it was. And I yeah. don't know exactly what happened professionally, mm. but I mean, I, I, we probably talked about it at some point as a family, but I'm sure that that was a major yeah, factor. Absolutely. I know it was stressful for the family. Yeah. And I was like, I think I was in college or something like that. So mm-hmm. I was like removed from it, but I know that it's still sore when people talk about it yeah. in the family. Well, we make, we all make decisions, right. you know, and as we're moving into this conversation about, about joining a fatherhood group and what that means, right? It all comes back to the the concept we talk about, which is conscious parenting. Because sometimes there are naturally going to be things that that we all do, you, I, our audience do, that is just good parenting and it just comes naturally. That's That always happens, right? We all have this innate ability to understand what the, what are the basic things we should be doing for our kids. I like that so, you said innate because it is like <clears throat> when – you have your first child mm-hmm. and then they're just like, it's funny. Cause like the first day they're doting on the, or at least when you're, we've got decent healthcare, right? They're yeah. doting on the mom, great, right? They, the kid point. never comes back into the, you know, like you see the kid, you don't see the kid. Yeah. Like they're kind of taking care of him. And it's like literally like, you know, now, you know, at the time you have, you haven't any sleep. So it's like, you know, 24, 48 hours, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, now it's like this little fraction of the time. And then before you know it, they're just like, they put the kid in the car seat and they're just like, here, yeah, here's your kid, right? And yeah. so, like, you don't get the book 
It's no, like later. Yeah, well, maybe you, you yeah. read some books, but like yeah. they don't give you a book. There's no manual. It's they like, should give you so a book. But there is something innate, right? So it's like you kind of like you're like, you know, for anybody who's not a parent yet, yeah. like it is kind of like you just kind of figure yeah, it out. This, right? Yeah, you most know your basic us, needs. The, you know the, the kids' basic the, needs. The, the, the vast majority of us just kind of figure it out. We don't right. need the manual. It's like just like you're given a kid and it's like you just kind of figure out, okay, well, you just right. kind of know. Yep. Right. Yeah, and, you know, our goal is to really push past that and be more conscious mm-hmm. with our parenting, be, you know, be more involved, be more purposeful rather than reactive. I think you talked about the beginning about the trajectory. So one of the best ways to put our kids on that trajectory to give them the best chance we can, you know, for happiness, you know, and healthiness and all that good stuff is with a little more purposeful things. And so when we talk about joining fatherhood groups, it's really about getting getting that circle that some of us have innately like right. you do. Yeah. Getting it formed around us so that 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 thing is happening consistently in our life and and it becomes like front and center in our life. So a couple ways we can talk about is you asked a great question like, well, when we talk about this, are we really talking about sitting down in a circle with a bunch of dads and talk? That definitely happens. And that's a thing. And if and if that's how you like to interact or need to and because also resource wise, everyone's at different planes, right? So we might be coming at it from the standpoint of we both had very involved families, fathers, support in internally. But there are a lot of people out there that potentially are engaging in being a father without that. Maybe they didn't have a father right? and they don't. And maybe they're young. And so now they're faced with this thing and they might not have that support group just built in. So whether you have it built in or not, there are steps you can take to consciously create it and you should take to consciously create it whether it's there or not, right? So maybe those formal groups are, are great. I mean, there's, there's programs in every state that are you know parent support network groups where dads get together and they talk about challenges and those are fantastic, especially for individuals who, who definitely need some like, hey, listen, I'm a little lost right now, don't know what to do, or I'm having some, some trouble uh, engaging with my child. Or maybe having trouble getting custody of my child, which is the case in a lot of cases with people who, who are young, maybe went into the prison system for something they did, and you know we all can learn and grow. Now want to be a dad, right? And there's a barrier there, right? So how do we like work actively to overcome that barrier? And I think that's when some of the in-person fatherhood groups can be fantastic, right? Or also, I mean, this the the core point being that there's this like. You mentioned the alcoholism part, and it's um, a little bit in my background. I worked in substance abuse treatment for mm-hmm. a very, very brief period of time. But um, this idea that you have to be aware that you have a problem first, right? So that's the purposeful part. It's like I need to connect more with my child. Yes. Or I'm not being the best father I can be. So how do you fill in that gap? This is just one way. Yep. One way to do that is to have a community of other yeah. fathers who are trying to be the best fathers. But they can be. For me, it's organic. But in this case, like if, if I needed that, then I would be thinking to myself, is the relationship with my child the best it possibly can? And what can I do? And maybe I would look to more of this. Right. And or as you said, it's not just it's a combination. It's look for a support group, but then also remove yourself from uh, situations that are hurting your ability to be a good father. Like if you were in 
you know, like the one thing that kind of sucks about being divorced and being around a bunch of dads is like there's nobody to like hang with, right? Because, yeah. you know, like they're all being dads, right? They're yeah. all being married yeah, dads, yeah. right? So they're right. not going to be around. It's a good thing for me as a father, you know what I mean? But like right. there's other people who don't have those influences, right? They might be absolutely getting pulled away by people and saying like, hey, you know what I mean? Like, you know, miss your kids thing or, you know, come to the golf weekend with us and don't participate in your kids' sports or whatever it is. So this would be a conscious effort to remove myself from those people and to be surrounded at least in some way, this way, a formal way, because I yeah. don't have an informal way of being involved with some people who are all trying to do the same thing. Right. And I think it's important. I mean, what's funny to me is when when you think about it, think about the things that we do, right? We all do as, because um, we want to get better at them. So if I, we play golf, right? We're very good golfers, you and I. And uh, we're not good. We, we, I'm definitely not good. And no, we're, not good. we're both not good. not good. But we both started late, too. But one of the other similarities. But what do we, we do? Late. What do we do? We go to the driving range. Right. Right. We we take all this time to do something that we don't have to. We can right. go on the golf course and pay and have fun and do But we do it. We talked about fatherhood being somewhat innate. Like you have a kid, you kind of know. So, so sometimes people look at like, why, why would I need to? Why am I going to spend time educating myself on it? Right. I get it. Like, I'm doing a great job. I get it. I have, I've made, we've made a lot of, like, conscious effort in this realm, right? Both of you have. Both, right. You and I have made, we talk about it all the time. We do the podcast about it. Yeah. Wrote a book about it. It was so, one of the reasons that we're together. Right. Is so, because we both have similar, you know, again, like, I organically found this relationship you know, yeah we had a professional relationship and then yeah. we start talking about our kids and it's like organically we became friends right and i think it's part of that personality and like that your effort as a father is is probably one of the reasons that we kept talking to each other yeah it was it was a catalyst and even beyond that i so we both put a ton of work into that and make a conscious effort you still learn stuff from me and i still learn stuff from you anytime i get on like a fatherhood call like uh, there's some great online groups, Facebook groups, things like that, that I subscribe to because then it gets, you know, mm-hmm. I get these emails from a couple of really good fatherhood groups where they push out like a monthly newsletter and it just gets me thinking like, right. oh, is there something that would help me dealing with my the issue I'm dealing with with a teenager right now or wh- whatever or, and every single time I, I read a post or get, read the email or get on one of maybe like the the Facebook lives the group is having, I learned something. Right. Like I was having this one struggle with my kid and I was going through all my internal resources for it. I got in this group. This guy goes, hey, do you do, uh, um, do you like to write? I'm like, I love to write. He's like, do you write letters to your kids? And this is something I promote all the time now. Right. Like I, I've done a bunch of Instagram posts on it. Like write letters to your kids. Communicate with them through writing. Because when they go through that stage of, of adolescence, they get where they don't want to like most part they don't want to have these like discussions with you but you want to convey things and sometimes you have a lot of emotion and it's not going to get conveyed right i started journaling with my kids writing them letters when you know when i want them to really hear something that i think you know they're giving me the yes you know yes dad yes you know that robot night and day i learned that just by being part of a group right you know it was it was something that they did I know that that was a thing? Yeah, but I obviously had forgot it. Right. And I wasn't utilizing the tool, right? So the group, one of the things I love about the groups is it's just a refresher of, hey, one, people are going through the same thing you are. Right. You're not alone. You're not on like dad island. Yep. But 
there's so many great resources out there and why do I struggle alone? Right. Why do I try to figure the shit out myself all the time when, you know, granted, in a room of 10 people, if I say I got this idea, someone might be like, there are a couple people might be like, here's what I did that really helped me with that. Right. Try it. Integrate it. See if it works. Right. So the conscious fatherhood of joining these fatherhood groups to me is it's an effort just to be better than we can just be ornate organically. Right. right? But why, why are we resettle with just having like, yeah, we know how to do it. Uh, why are we settle with that? With one of the things that we all view is probably the most important thing we're doing and where identity comes from. We all people like us. And, and I think people listening, people they, you're not going to click on this podcast if you say, I don't give a shit about being a dad, right? right? If you if you left your kid and went to move to another country, yeah, you're not watching good this, yeah. chance you skipped over this and swiped left, yeah. right? They didn't Tinder us. Right. On, they didn't swipe right and on there's Tinder other, with us. And <laughs> uh, there's other resources, right? So there's books and there's videos and whatever. But like having yes. that peer feedback, I think, is important. Like I said, for me, it could just be my text chain. Mm-hmm. with my friends we're talking about something every once in a while somebody and again it's not purposeful but every once in a while somebody shares something yeah right and it's like oh and then like everybody comes out with their kind of thought on it you know and obviously like some of my friend groups you know you're in different stages of being a parent you know what i mean like so my friend group because because of my age right it's like some yes. of my friends already have kids who are in college and then some of them are just starting right and it's like that's kind of where we're at which is somewhat difficult but even like just like, so for example, like I coach my son mm-hmm. as often as possible. Right now it's primarily soccer. It's been in other sports. But um, I was having a conversation with another dad the other day. And like I, you know, it's just sometimes that the peer, it's a combination of reassurance, like you're doing the right thing. But then also like I just like little throw a little thing off. I'm like, you know, like, like, um. Like he's testing me a little bit. Like, yeah. you know, how do you handle that? Well, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I, you know, I, I try and handle him the same way, but just like that peer connection, right? The idea that yeah. we're talking about it in a purposeful way. Yep. You know, I think he's really, it's different than just reading a book or watching a video too. Yeah. You know Having the right people around you. Yeah. Absolutely. The people that are, care about it, doing it for the right reason. And, you know, so there's formal groups. Right. There's the online yeah. stuff I highly recommend. Like I said, Facebook has a bunch of groups that you can join that are all geared toward like promoting fatherhood. There's, you know, a bunch of the, uh, there's some great emails you can sign up for out there that um, will give you, you know, send you monthly newsletters just to put it front and center right. to get you to read an article about great stuff. And, you know, the last thing I would recommend is making, like, a purposeful time to schedule, like, dad and kid events with other fathers that, that share that stuff with you. Right. Uh, because of the age of my kids now, I, I like to revolve a lot of that stuff around sports. I think sports are a great way just to do something that's healthy. Mm-hmm. Right? It's healthy for every kid to get out and run around and, and fun. And you're just, you know, you're having this connection. So we'll, every couple months, we'll schedule like a dad and son, dad and daughter soccer game. We'll go out, get 20 of us, we'll play a game of soccer. Uh, parents always have, win because we're much, we're getting to the point now where we're not going to be winning too much longer. Because all the kids are just getting. going to have to be shorter and shorter. Well, the, well I think, yeah, <laughs> the games are going to get shorter. The kids are just getting good. Right. You know, so you get to the point now where you're like, I was in goal last time, and I almost broke a bunch of things just because I, you know, I get this kid who's 16 years old and knows how to put a shot on goal. Right. right from, I didn't have goalie gloves. It was ugly at times, but 
but it's fun. Yeah. And it's team building and it's fun. You got a bunch of dads that are there because they want to do these things with their kids, go out to dinner after, you know, just it's creating these purposeful opportunities. Uh, sometimes you might not have it. You might look around and be, you know, especially if you're a young dad. Right. If you're 16, 17, and you are having a child, man, you're looking around, you're like, shit, who is my, you know? So in those cases, you got to be purposeful with it. Yeah. You know, you have to, f- you got to take the effort to reach out and realize, all right, you know, I got to surround myself. Doesn't mean you got to ditch your friends and can't hang out with them. But you got to bring yourself into a group that actually can give you some peer-to-peer support like Patrick was talking about and find ways to kind of engage and not figure things out on your on your own all the time. Right. And by looking for a group too, what you're doing is you're removing the barriers that might exist if they are just friends of yours. Yes. You know, because like you are just, you know, instead of like eliminating, there might be some awkwardness. It might be like, you know, I'm not going to get that personal right now. You know, it's good to get involved with a group that's also being purposeful about the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Shared, pushing the same rock up the same hill, so to speak. We love the art of fatherhood. Yeah. Purposeful. Good stuff. Uh, purposeful parenting. Join a fatherhood group. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Brian LaFauci. Patrick Marino. And we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. <laughs>